go click there you go what up legalizers all right i have a special guest today it's josh because tom's out there making the grind what up josh what's up mickey good brother how you doing man i'm good living large oh yeah dude we had a really nice little chat in the green room but you know let's uh let's go over some news man let's just talk about some of the shit going on out there in the world yeah so we got the uh, Justice Department backs proposed marijuana sentencing guideline reform to treat past convictions uh, more leniently. Um, you know, what do, what do you think that's like the effect of or, you know, what do you what do you think about that? What up, Hunter? I think that's great news, man, to be more lenient on it. I mean, I think it should like they should just get rid of it entirely. Right. You know what I'm saying? And. and <laughs> And not have that, but um, let me throw my little my little curveball in here and tell you that I think that the legalization of cannabis is going to be replaced by uh, heroin. A big pharma has been pushing oxycotton, the synthetic heroin. So when cannabis users and dealers are removed from the publicly traded prison system, the modern yeah. slavery system, it'll be replaced by uh, big pharma's heroin creation that they've been creating because 11 year olds can be treated oxycontin nowadays that's a that's an interesting uh, uh way to think about it man i didn't even think about it. like i mean they're gonna have to replace the uh the prison system uh uh, uh workers that they have right maybe that's why what is it arkansas just lowered the working age mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the whatever state huckabee's in charge of right like you know they're they're always looking out for the children so they're gonna make it now they can like 12 year olds can work or some shit like that in like meat mm-hmm. factories but uh no, I mean, all in all, I think it's great. You know, they've got like the Department of Justice uh, talking about how they want to support that proposed amendment on revising cannabis sentencing guidelines. And I think that's great. But yeah. um, like, do it already. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, We've been talking about it a long time. I'm tired of hearing about you talking about it. I want you to do something about it. I don't have patience anymore to listen to you talking about wanting to do something about it. Like, great. Do it yeah. already. It's very just, you know, as, as a longtime advocate, like I've known you, well, I've known about you in the medical days. I met you in the recreational times, but like, uh, you know, there's, you, you've been part of this, like whatever this industry is, because there was no industry before. There was no uh, uh, people like trying to get reform and trying to figure out how to do trade and, you know, and there was no workers rights, uh, you know, but like, like you say, now it's like, let's just, it just to me, is just a lot of just blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah, you know, as soon as Lance gets free, man, serving seven years of a 10 year sentence, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that, that's just, just, just end it, just get them all out so we can, uh, 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 you know, get on with this. What up, Tom? Tom's in Oklahoma folks are on his way, uh, today, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a nice gesture. That's what the thing is, right? It's it's, to me, it's all gestures. Like, can Mm -hmm. we just stop? Like, freaking making these little political hoorays you know everyone wants a pat in the back for doing the right thing yeah like if if congress wants to say oh let's let's pray for these victims you know like people are calling for action they're like yeah we don't need your prayers we need you to do something i mean any prohibition is one of the i think overall the one things that will help fundamentally overall all americans right whether you smoke don't smoke in jail not in jail it's going to help everybody because then we get that real uh parody uh, safe banking is still sitting, bro. Uh, that is not safe banking. It's just a more of a uh, the judicial side, the, the 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 what would you say, the prosecutorial side rather of uh, of things. Because you know this is a very complicated uh, uh, subject when it comes, you know, legalization, the process of. I think this is mostly focused on dealers, right? They're not going to focus on anybody who's consuming or even buying. They're going to be focusing on dealing. And I think they're wanting to reduce sentencing on that, which I think is good. I think it's a good step forward. But again, just do it already. Like, yeah. No, well, it's uh, uh, reformed to treat past convictions, right? This is not even like the present ones going on. So it is like for people like Lance, but I think it's just to me, just. Endless double talk because yeah. the one thing that's more precious than anything in the world is our time. <laughs> you know, thank you for joining us. 106 people so far, give us your time, and uh, you know, just uh, that's what it's about. So let me get uh, I'm blocking another spammer. So we got Texas news. We got uh, mm-hmm. Texas lawmakers uh, pass marijuana decrim bill. This blows my mind, dude. This blows my mind that they passed decrim, but yet they only have two. Uh, medical stores 
uh, you know, the state that's all about freedom uh, that, you know, they just seem to like keep cracking down on uh, on hemp. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I didn't even know they had medical stores in um, in Texas, too. So the fact that they like decriminalization is is a great step forward. It, it tells me that they want to test the waters. They want to see if there's any pushback. They want to see if there's really deep conservatives that are coming out of the woodwork like, oh, my God. Satan is coming for us. You know, the right. devil's lettuce is going to eat us next. So if, as long as there is not that frenzy, then they're like, okay, next stage medical. Okay. Next stage recreational uh, or adult use. Uh, so, I mean, this is kind of normal. I think it's a little late. They're looking at Oklahoma. They're looking at New Mexico. They're looking at their borders going, okay, these guys yeah. are making a ton of money. And this the states on those borders are going, we want some of that um, freedom. <laughs> right. And, you know, they, they, they want their, they want to get paid. Well, it's just, again, it is kind of late. It seems, when I always, when Tom and I are talking, it just seems, I always point out the fact that it's not Americans that don't want legalization, but the people who are in charge, right? The powers that be, they're out there that, that, that make the rules and, and actually like, they're more focused on like just getting more votes for the next whatever round than they are about like actually making fundamental change for their citizens. Right. Like it just blows my mind, but yeah, Texas with the decrim, you know, good on you for catching up to 2018. Cause that, mm-hmm. and again, I think you're right too. Cause that's what California did when I, uh, uh my arrest with, with uh, that, I'm hoping, uh, get the uh, social equity. Uh, uh, was all uh, in California under an ounce was a misdemeanor or, uh, uh, you know, that, that was it. So you do some time or you pay a probation or whatever. And, and, and then when uh, medical hit California with prop two fifteen again, the, the cars didn't crash all over the zombie apocalypse didn't happen. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's supposed to happen when prohibition ends, like what people are fearing about, right? Like, what is this? What about the childrenism? What is about the, the fellow? What, what is it? What is supposed to happen? You will see. Um, I, I think with, you know, cannabis cafes, I use that as an example of when you finally mm. walk in and you see how boring or mundane or normal uh, it is and, and how it's not crazy, then the the fear and anxiety will subside with everybody else. So Texas being a, a conservative stronghold has the second largest uh, population behind California. And mm. so if you look at it from that standpoint, New York is like fifth. So if, if you were to, to ask the question, what will happen when there is no regulation on cannabis and it's a completely open market, Texas yeah. all of a sudden becomes the second highest um, behind California. Third is Florida. And I think fourth or fifth is New York. New Jersey is like seventh. You know, mm. and so there's all this hype about New Jersey and New York. That's just because yeah. it's in the news. The reality is, is when New York or when Texas rather finally figures it out and, and decides to flip the script and take some mm. cash uh, in the name of patience, of course, um, <laughs> then we'll see how many people actually uh, drop their Bud Light and pick up a, you know, a, a bowl and smoke it. Yeah, no, patience or freedom, whatever guys they want to use. I mean, opposed to just doing it now, like you said, right? Like, just do the right thing now. But uh, I, I think you have a very great point, though. And, and it blows my mind that to, to, to think about, like, you know, you were there during the medical times in Washington State. That was the pure capitalist. You know, that was what I pictured future legalization to be was people would have cafes. People would be doing smoke lounges, right? We had all these things. Deliveries, right? Everything was under a guise, sure, though. But as soon as recreational the law hit and you gave the power to law enforcement and mm-hmm. said, here, these are the actual rules that you need to abide by. Yeah. And then we don't have home grow rules. We don't have lounge rules. We don't have home delivery rules. Actually, we do have home grow rules. It's a freaking felony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, but the, the, it's just so crazy how legalization made it worse for us. I mean, as a consumer now, you know, it makes it yeah. great for the tourists to come over. You know? I'm going to save my opinion until we get to Oklahoma, because I think what mm-hmm. they did extend it. Well, I'm going to save it. But I, I, I uh, to your point, yes, it was really good in the medical days. I miss it. And um, I think that 97 percent of everybody who's in the Washington market will fail because they pushed everybody out who was a good grower in medical. They've all gone to the underground market. 
Um, and what we have is about uh, 97% trash, in my opinion. Yeah. It doesn't deserve to be there. And so I, I think every other market has the same issue right now where the majority of it is is absolute garbage and shouldn't be in the market. And as, a, as an aficionado or whatever, somebody who's been consuming a lot, yeah. uh, a lot of stuff is harsh. It's garbage. It shouldn't, it should be the hops of the industry converted into a final product, but should not be used for direct consumption or combustion. Oh, sure. Rather, It's not ready for combustion. Only about three to five farms per state should should be, um, in my opinion, probably have the quality that's deserving of combustion. No, it's great that you point that out. I just heard on a podcast this morning about, uh, uh, and I think it was, uh, I, don't know, I, I, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, the guy that was being interviewed was talking about how most of the recreational market out there is pushing like these fast grows, right? They're pushing mass amusement plant. It's not about the quality, right? It's, it's hard to describe. It's kind of like describing like love or uh, 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 freedom. You know, these are things that we say, but how do you describe it? And it's kind of like with cannabis, right? Like good cannabis that me as an asthmatic dude, like, uh, I yeah. very sensitive, uh, breathing, right? Like steep hills can kill me sometimes. <laughs> you know? It's just pending. <laughs> and so, but when, uh, like cigarettes though, I know like when I'm smoking a cigarette, cause I used to smoke in the Navy just so I can get in the loop of what's going on that's how you find out what's going on you go hang out the smoke pit and learn like oh this is where we're going and shit like that and even being around that i think because i was younger or i worked out at the time but i was able to put up with it but nowadays when i'm around a cigarette i get uh like uh it's hard to breathe and it's like a, a bag around my lungs and then i'm like i just need to get out but when i'm smoking fucking weed i can smoke good weed all day i can go through a quarter like that like it's like oxygen you know it gets absorbed in my but you came over and you you passed on some of that stuff. You you there's a quick bowl there where you hit it and you're like, nah, I'm good. So when, when yeah. I said 97 will fail, that's based on 155 samples for a cannabis cup that I did in Washington as a judge for pre rolls and flowers. Miggy, you came over to my house. You sampled some of them. A lot of them were garbage. One of them was good. You went home with with one of the best ones, uh, but the rest of them were absolute trash. So when out of three that I liked out of 155, that's a two and a half percent success rate, man. And I don't yeah. think that's abnormal. I think what happened is a lot of people that own construction companies and the like came in and now they have licenses. They don't know what mm. they're doing. They pushed everybody out into the underground market. And as a result, it's just going to collapse. There's all this trash nobody wants unless you want to sell hops equivalent as an ingredient for a finished product. The rest of it isn't consumable. You know, I think the best way to equate this in cannabis would be like to meat. I mean, you're are you a vegetarian too, like Tom? No, I'm not a vegetarian, but I can't do wheat or gluten or sugar or alcohol. I sure, lost sure. my appendix and things got weird. Oh no, I'm about to lose my gallbladder. We're gonna see how that goes. Oof. But uh, uh you know, but uh I, I, like when thinking about meat though, right? Like when I used to do uh, jobs in Montana, dude, I used to go drive by the ranches and shit, and you can get like cow for like real cheap, like Farm grazed and all that shit, running around, probably getting massages, enjoying a good best life <laughs> ever had. Yeah. But then you got the McDonald's meat, right? This is mass-produced cows, you know, locked up, disgusting. Don't want to see that video because it'll probably not make you hungry for a while. Um, type farming, and that probably can be applied to cannabis too, right? Because like the good farm-raised craft cannabis that being purged and being fed right, and that that goes into our lungs like air that's it takes a certain technique and you don't get a lot of that at once whereas the mass growers trying to appease this wreck market you know with tourists and whatnot and that's i think the the, the consumer loses out which is unfortunate yeah hey so did you hear about hawaii though i did i barely heard about it it seems like they want to pass some uh some laws here yeah, so Hawaii, Delaware, Adult Use Marijuana Legalization Outlook. Rosie after Oklahoma failure, which we'll talk about after. So yeah, uh, Hawaii and Delaware have passed. Let's see what's going on. The two relatively small states could deliver uh, welcome wins in a year when federal reform appears blocked in Congress and progress in bigger states such as Ohio and Pennsylvania is still uncertain. Both Hawaii and Delaware have Democratic trifectas where Democrats control the governorship in both chambers of the legislature. So that's, that's positive. Maybe y'all can get your shit together and come come to Come up with something, you know. Your role there, Miggy. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. You know, Delaware. If Delaware was a person, it would play that quintessential mob character 
you know, the hairy chest and the gold chains and like, you you know, you can just give me money and I'll just do whatever you want. Because that's where all the credit card companies are housed mm -hmm. out of. Hedge funds are, are, are housed out of Delaware. Like, hey, they, the, yeah. Nevada and Delaware have like some of the best law, best laws for credit card companies and stuff. So I, when I think of Delaware, I'm like, y'all are corrupt as hell, in my opinion. <laughs> The, isn't so Delaware is the one for corporations, right? But isn't like South Dakota the one for credit cards? Like, there's two different like big business areas that people do business of that nature, right? Corporations yeah. in Delaware, for some reason, everybody's got a small PO box in Delaware, and yeah. then then uh, whatever South or North Dakota is the the the, re the relaxed uh, uh, credit card laws where they're allowed mm -hmm. to do the shady shit. But yeah. yeah, well, you know, there's lots of activists in Delaware too. Like for years, and, and I'm coming to learn it's so weird, dude. To been like speaking about the plant doing the, the online trolling and shit for years that you start learning like each state has their own little uh jack Herrer or uh dennis perron you know like each mm -hmm. state has a person that's been fighting the good fight for years so uh it's interesting and i really fingers crossed that you would think hawaii though by now i mean I, as a as a half polynesian i'm just uh come on man what i was out there five years ago no god it's been almost eight time flies um and I was out there for a wedding and I wanted to get some Maui. Wowie, you know, I don't even know if they have that anymore, but I'm running around and, and I, I, you know, I'm, I look like an old, old white guy. Um, Cause I am. And so I'm walking up to some dudes and I'm like, Hey man, you guys got some, you guys got some weed. And they're like, are you a fed? I'm like, I'm like, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? No. And like the other guy's like, I'm not selling that guy anything. And I was like, fine, whatever. Do you know where I can get some? <laughs> right like, no no we don't know anything so i start walking away whatever and one guy runs after me he's like hold on man you don't seem like a fed i got some stuff for you <laughs> and i had lots of like really expensive hawaiian uh you know some maui something it wasn't very good uh, uh so yeah it does it doesn't grow um like it should <laughs> i'm guessing right. they, they had some outdoor stuff and it just it wasn't that great but at least i got to try something out there hopefully they'll be able to legalize or get some medical going so they can improve it without having to go in the bush um, yeah well and do it the way they are well hawaii i would consider like bipolar because that's the state that roger christie got prosecuted in right like with mm. his uh tac ministries where he served five years behind bars before even going to trial which mm -hmm. blows my mind in america but uh you know, that's that's the life of a freaking cannabis advocate or someone with a plant. Like the guy was talking about religion and a plant and they decided to go after him and lock him up for five years, which is I, I just doesn't seem right to me, man. Really good use of time and space. And I just yeah. interviewed a company called uh, for the Talking Hedge, a podcast that I do. Um, I interviewed a guy from the 357 company. They're a transport company that uh, they ship plants and products. Mm. Um and I find it interesting with Hawaii and Alaska and remote places like that, where they're going to have to do delivery from island to island. That's oh. going to be air or sea. And those are both ran by governments. So regardless, right. if you have a lake, like you can't go to Lake Washington and do a cannabis tour because it's ran by the, it's regulated by the Coast Guard and that's federal. Oh. So that's why you, you haven't seen any like shipping dinner, infused dinners and stuff is because of federal laws. This, however, in Hawaii could change all of that for intrastate transport across islands through air and sea and completely ratify the laws. Even though Alaska's had a decade of time to try and push mm. that, the I think maybe Hawaii maybe could could be that that push to get it done. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the, just the, the, the one little nudge to, to, to mm -hmm. complete it, which, you know, that, that would be dope and, and, and be interesting. I, you know, it's funny too, that the, the Highland hopping concept, like, right. Everything's expensive in Hawaii just because of like that. Like it takes forever for things to get there. I wonder what the price of weed would be there. What, can, oh, what, God. can I get a $10 gram? Yeah. Can I even <laughs> afford rolling papers? Ooh. You know, yeah. like everything imported to Alaska and Hawaii, like you said, for transportation is expensive. Like, am I just going to have to hollow out a pineapple and smoke it because I can't afford rolling papers? It's uh, that time, my friend. Let's take a break. Yeah. All right. So that was brought to you by Tom's... Uh, He's got a new class. I don't have access to any of his stuff. Sorry, Tom, but go to Collateral Face, Google Cannabis Industry Lawyer. 
Tom's definitely, he's always working on the grind, right? Like I've just been advocating for the plan. And, I, and that's why I like working with Tom. I got an article coming out explaining about part of the social media we've been doing and everything. Cause I've, uh, running a, a page with 400,000 people likes is endless, dude. Like the, the, the amount of spam and trolls. And then I see these, uh, Republican people like bitching about like the social medias or shadow banning. These bitches don't know shit about the internet, right? You want to talk about shadow banning, just type in the word marijuana because that's how, I don't know if you know, but like I used to make memes and shit trolling cops who would brag about arrest. And so one day I went to type in marijuana and nothing came out. I'm like, man, that, uh, uh, what you tell me? Nobody in the fucking world is uh, posting anything about weed right now. No. Right. Yeah, and I came out the same time when uh, uh, Facebook uh, did their, sh- or not Facebook, Twitter did their little like a uh, uh, disclaimer for drugs. You know, like, hey, if you're searching this, you might need help. I mean, you might need more weed, but <laughs> I don't know about help. So yeah, let's talk about Oklahoma sadness, dude. This uh, Oklahoma voters reject adult use marijuana, and you know that the voting results were. Let's see if I can make this bigger for everybody. So the state petition that just happened, yes, was uh, 217,000. The no's were 349,000. Um, that's 100, about 100,000, 120, 30,000 people difference, man. What do you Oklahoma think? Oklahoma is is an anomaly within the entire North America. And, and by that, I mean, let me put it into context. We have 400 growers in Washington state where Miggy and I are from just in Oregon, right below us, there's 7,000 licenses. Those are guys that are growing, making product and selling producers, processors, and retailers. All right. 3000 licenses. That's crazy talk. Uh, You don't have anything by comparison. You don't have 7,000 tomato farmers or anything like that. Well, they're not, Go ahead. Oh, well, I would just say for a tomato farm, though. I mean, they're not doing like small crops, right? Like, ideally, I would imagine, you know, that they don't equate to the same size. Yeah, tomato hope. farmers is a perfect analogy because they're all Good. small farmers, and there's oh, like a co-op. That. Yeah, so when a grocery store has to get them from like 15 tomato farmers, mm-hmm. and they're all small farmers, small batch, and then they because you can't scale it very well, and so they all come to get. Yep, and they come together, and that's how Walmart and everybody else gets their tomatoes is from small batch farmers. And even then you don't have hundreds of them. So when you go to Oklahoma, by comparison to the 3,500 licenses or 3,000 licenses, whatever it is in Oregon, there's over 7,000 licenses in Oklahoma. So that is a crazy amount of competition. I'm still guessing the majority of it is trash, but in every market (laughs) I've seen, the medical market is always decent. There's good stuff. You can open up a jar from, you know, dozen of the top shelf brands, open up that jar, and then the whole room will just smell like a skunk versus the hay and the trash and the stuff that has no aroma these days. As soon as it flips Mm. from medical to adult use, you lose all of that uh, because those growers stop. They know what their prices are. They've been doing it forever. People in the Emerald Triangle, you can't tax them 30% because they'll go out of business. They know what they're doing. The people who jump in are the carpetbaggers who want money, who think that it's going to be $7,000 a pound for life. You know, (laughs) Philly, New York, I'm talking to you. Uh, We we can barely get $2,500 a pound for top shelf out here. Um, So I, I People realize that they'll they'll have to get those individuals back in here. But Oklahoma is an interesting scene because it's they've rejected that. They're going to be able yeah. to hold on to these good cultivators for a lot longer than most other markets. I, you know, and, and though you know, a lot of people saw like Oklahoma. They thought because they got medical that this is going to be a no brainer. And I think a lot of people who eyeballed recreational. Uh, market because it's funny, ironically, you wearing that cookies hat, cookies pulled out of Oklahoma. Like, they just everyone I know, everyone I know is pulled out. There's a there's half a dozen people from California who went there, and everyone I know is pulled out. So, the only people who are there are like seeds here now, Canacon, the picks and shovels. They're gonna want to be the ones who are selling these 7,000 licenses. Everyone else is pulled out, but I still know that there's some really good farms out there. And the yeah. moment they go to adult use, those guys are going to have to quit because they can't afford to stay in the game. I, I, you know, but see what I think they missed an opportunity right now. So like that last 
recent uh, vote was like a 7% tax. Like, that's the lowest fucking tax I've heard about all these rules coming out. That's so, crazy low. Yeah. So that barrier right there would have been like perfect for a lot of people to like. And the problem is like with the growers and the shop owners is people don't know how to acclimate their business. Right. Mm. You When you're doing tax free, you don't have to worry about that 7%. That's like if you're making 100000 a year, that's 7000 out of pocket. Like that's 7000 that you use for other shit. And then one day you realize, oh, shit, I've been doing it all wrong by not putting this aside for some person that doesn't help me <laughs> you know like the government but that's you know but they what they do is they put you in jail if you don't pay that so i think they missed an opportunity but i also think the uh the fault that reason why it didn't pass was the medical market man you know i i, I saw oklahoma had the exact same model as washington right when i went out there with seattle hemp fest when they just started medical they did a little seattle yeah. hemp fest out there and uh, we did a little smoke out. There was no rules allowed, no nothing. But at that time, they had CBD stores like Starbucks. You know, they were like CBD everywhere. So people already got used to seeing the leaf. And then when medical happened, what I think happened was a lot of the people who those 7,000 people were like, we can't, we can't, we don't want competition. You know, patients, this is going to hurt you, patients. It's going to hurt me, so it's going to hurt you. And really, it's coming no matter what folks like recreational if you got medical that's the gateway to people eyeballing and figuring out how to you know how many how many recreational uh petitions that we have here in washington that never passed until the money came in like this is yeah so when the money realizes like hey you know and that's the thing i think people i i haven't heard anything good about oklahoma weed honestly dude <laughs> like i i, I haven't no. heard any uh positive but i think potential's there right because if you have a, a gardener or a farmer that can like take the task and figure out what it takes to make good weed and and you know it's all about the soil and all the shit that the you know things that i'm not a grower you know hopefully i, I would put my i'm not a gambling man but i put my money on any medical market over any adult use market anywhere I think there's better cannabis, better um, oh, yeah. uh, cultivars and better options in any medical market versus the because the adult use, like I said, there's going to be three to five in any adult use. And that's it. That's it. Freddy Fuegos was the top ranked one out of 155 strains from the cannabis cup. I was just in huh. judging. And yet two of their other ones were worse than the average score. My average score was a 68 percent. One of Freddy Fuegos had like. 66 percent or something it was terrible Damn. so they're inconsistent right even the best yes. one is inconsistent so well I, 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 it's so funny you bring that up too about the inconsistency because i talked to uh, uh the guy behind top shelf uh here we have a brand called top shelf and the guy uh he, ha he has little shot glasses but he puts his bottle his, yeah. his weed in eighths and quarters and he's going to like full ounces and shit and they're all shot glass shape whatever and then when i first saw that brand and i first met him this was right when recreational started it was at one of the several little mini always events that they have going on at the time where people can like sell their shit to each i think it was a kushcon or whatever but a kush marketplace thing but mm -hmm. uh, uh I, I was just thinking man that's very uh braggadocious to say you're top shelf like to you know to, to say because you your shit better be good all the time yeah. and, and and to be honest i've never met any of this bad, shit bad and i when i talked to him later recently at the uh mj marketplace thing um i uh, was like because he wants to expand he wants to go to vegas he wants to go to other states but keep it small he's not trying to be like a, a large tier he wants to be a small tier in each side which i think is a brilliant way to keep that quality you know mm, yeah did you go to interchange is that what you're talking about the interchange. Interchange. yeah uh, yeah it's the uh speed dating for producers and retailers to meet each other and that's a good that's a good spot to go and, and meet people and kind of see what's happening and and who's mm -hmm. there um yeah i want to go to that the next one for sure they're really good i you know and i honestly all these little like meet and greet events that you know events i used to like not think of much to do about anything but when you're not allowed to brand as far as like uh advertise and magazines or tv or radio or whatever the case is you know you're, you know your, your accounts are getting deleted all the time uh these little meetups are the best way that i think brands can come together and figure out how they're gonna you know 
work with each other or whatever. I'm just tired of going to cannabis events where there's not a lot where you're not allowed to have cannabis. Like tonight, yeah. there's the dab roast. So Steve, um, uh, Scott McKinley is yeah. is hosting that up up north, and I'm not gonna go because I'm not interested in drinking at, at a cannabis event. You know, so. actually, uh, you can smoke at those ones that he's hosting. Really? Yeah. I thought so it was at a bar. Not it's not a, his, it's not his Arlington warehouse. It's at a no, bar. He's got a drug deal with that dude. <laughs> of course he does. It's private property, bro. But he oh, knows the guy. And, and, oh, and it's kind of like another like Frank situation, right? Like here, oh, okay, yeah, that Olympia uh, bar yeah. we could smoke at. That was crazy. So for people who don't know, most which will be most of you, um in Washington State back in the day, there was this guy named Frank R.I.P. Who really just stuck it to the man because he he had a bar and then he he owned the property and it was a two-story uh complex and then when uh recreational became legal was it during just recreational or did it do it in medical times too it was medical, just recreational yeah. he did he do it during medical i think so it was underground obviously because at one point they tried to fuck with him but here in washington if you have a private club you're allowed to have members and people come hang out with you and you know socialize and do a thing some some clubs pay fees some don't his was two dollars and so you go to his place you can go to the bar downstairs or you can go upstairs where i think you can buy alcohol too at the same time but yeah. you're able to smoke and smoke cigarettes and shit so it was a club environment and uh you know and i didn't smoke cigarettes stayed away from the other guys that's the only that was the only bad part about that place dude but he had Fuck, so many pool tables and widescreen TVs up there. It was fucking brilliant. His but, ventilation was was the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. Wanting to open up the Seattle Super Chronic Cafe and looking at his ventilation system, he had these pulleys that were on a fan, right? So the fans, just like your alternator belt, were pulling this other thing. And then within the fan was a carbon filter. So you just had these carbon pellets that were basically being pulled in the from the fan the the smoke was being pulled in from the fan and then yeah it's super simple it was easy you don't really need yeah. a lot of technology for that and it it was smoky um having asthma did you find that to be like really annoying it you know so here's the other thing my wife smokes so i live with a smoker and so you know there's a low tolerance that i can i mean i guess i live with now or put up with but also uh being like directly in a room with it that's when i like or the smokes in my lungs like if i'm breathing in your smoke that's when i'm like uh i got issues like i start like you know start breathing a little heavier and going this is not good <laughs> you know but uh uh oh we got more stories so we got uh weed like blah 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 then zinga <laughs> weed legalization fails is objective leads to higher use and negative health effects un related body says uh i'm gonna call bullshit higher well we'll give it higher use why is that a bad thing negative health what negative health effects let's find out let's see the international narcotics holy crap the spam the international narcotics board warned thursday about dangers of ongoing recreational cannabis legalization trending oh i bet you they're gonna like cite fucking overdoses in goddamn hospitals like kids eating candy and shit this is ridiculous dude have you, have you checked this story out I don't know if it's that one. So I've got one where so it says marijuana use could increase chances for heart disease. The study oh, says, um, yo, yeah, you just finding that out now? Cause like cannabis has been out there for a long time. So like what's causing heart disease? I don't know. Is, is it just been in the last three years? Cause maybe we need to rub a couple brain cells together and figure out something else. Right. It could, or it could have had nothing to do with like the mass farming and the cows out there. I mean, in, in the, the American diet that we have. I mean, I, I'm honestly all about doing what the fuck I want. But now, um, because I have to go to the hospital, I realize sometimes you just can't. But uh, here it says uh, between 2008 and 2018, global medical admissions related to the cannabis dependence and withdrawal increased eightfold. Admissions for cannabis related psychotic disorders have quadrupled worldwide. So that's your. That's your shit. I uh, will say though, I mean, so there's that patent, patent six six three zero five zero seven. U.S. has a government patent on the neural protectant, the ability to stop uh, from heavy metals crossing the blood-brain barrier. Like it's really, really beneficial to have cannabis in your system. However, yes. if the cannabis you're consuming or the hemp you're consuming comes from toxic heavy metal areas, mm. say like you know some, um, you know 
chemical waste plant and they're growing hemp around there to clean the soil. And then they just want to sell you the, the flowers that are from that. Cause they'll do that in Chernobyl, right? They'll, yeah. they'll use hemp to clean the soil, but what do you do? You should like get rid of that. You shouldn't obviously right? sell it to a consumer. Uh, so the problem is, is with things like glyphosate that the U S still allows, even though it's illegal in every other country, this pesticide that's sprayed on everything leaches all the way down to the finished product. So whether it's wine or Cheerios, glyphosate is this, this chemical poison that's in everything. Yeah. And if you consume it, uh, where does it go? It's going to get into your, your brain. If you have that blood brain barrier that cannabis helps to protect, those are things that can help you to avoid Alzheimer's, dementia, all of these things that have caused are, are uh, a frequent cause of neural degeneration and yeah. mental disorders. So if we can keep good cannabis that isn't, um, you know, using, high lead and um, Eagle 20 and really bad pesticides and heavy metals, then that plant can be good. But if yeah. you've got dirt, you know, um, like really shitty growers who only care about profit, well, then you're consuming something that's really, really bad, especially concentrates. Dabs yeah. are really, really bad if it comes from something that's grown um, unethically. Well, and again, uh, here in Washington State, 10 years into recreational legalization why is it we have two different requirements for medical and recreational cannabis but it is a plant consumable product it's a it's a consumed by humans right it's not like patients are consuming it different than uh, uh recreation or yeah recreational users right some are smoking some are adding it you know in rso some are eating edibles but they all should be equally tested you know, I, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's a concern. So to, to your point, there's check this out. This is some dumb shit news, dude. Also, also, though, we should take a, a moment and point out R.I.P. Raphael Mechelen because we're talking about cannabinoids and uh, CBD and uh, that patent 6630507. But he just a man who discovered THC just passed away. And uh, uh, so, you know, that, that that's just we wouldn't know about this shit. We wouldn't be able to talk about it if it wasn't for this guy. So. Uh, RIP, but check this shit out, though. Uh, congressional bill punishing illegal marijuana grows aims to protect consumers from pesticide sponsors say. Mm -hmm. So, what the fuck? Congressional bills punishing illegal... If it's illegal already, aren't you punishing people? Like, what? what's the fucking point? You're not protecting nobody, mofo. <laughs> yeah, I love I love it how it's for... It's, it's for the protection of people, though. Like, yeah. That's always the guise of it, but you know what? The, the the cannabis industry did it too. We were like, it's for kids. It's it's for it's it's for Charlotte. It's oh, we did yeah. it too. We we just flipped it right back on them. And but, I was like, yeah, let's do this. That's what works. Um, but see, but I think that like like I mean, I understand what you're saying when it comes to like you know we're saying it's medicine and it's not and it's for the children. But it, there's like one's a truth. And then the other one is just shit you're pulling out of your ass. Because one like, is uh, marketing or propaganda BS, yeah. and the other one is like legitimate. But they're both marketing. Yeah. Um, we understand that 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 obviously cannabis is medicinal, and the only way to get that across through some thick-headed idiots is to show them a seizure and its immediate benefits. Americans love immediate gratification, and yeah. they have a force a, a soft spot for children. So. I, I mean, it makes sense to put that together, but all I'm saying is that's still no, right. No, no, you're you're 100 right. I mean, it, it, I, I also say that like it wasn't for the Stanley brothers being yeah. white and attractive. I give them a lot of credit for spreading they the word on CBD. They put their balls on the table, like on the chopping block, man. Yeah, they, on a guillotine, and they survived. So yeah. somebody needs to make a statue of the Stanley brothers for show. I would say whatever issue you they, have, they, with they them. had like two hundred or two thousand life sentences that they could have been nailed with. Oh yeah, and 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 I mean, thankfully they're on the other side of everything, and are, they've been paving the way with patents and whatnot too, right? Yeah. So, it's a very interesting world we live in because we do have to do that. We have to do marketing for goddamn legalization, right? It's it's the dumbest thing, you know. Like, but uh, hey, uh, I got one more story here. We have a missed opportunity for headlines from everybody I've seen on every fucking cannabis topic. Ready? Here's that. Ass and grass and mass. No one has said that. Oh, <laughs> except except the guy who lost $50 million uh, 
was his name? Don, uh, Dan Blazarian oh, with Jesus. Ignite. <laughs> yeah. His his and grass. It's nothing new though. Like I, most people probably don't know this, Miggy. We see it every day um, driving around. But there's bikini baristas that oh, yeah. have thongs and pasties, and they sell coffee because like who doesn't want I, I don't know breast milk in the no they don't have breast milk in coffee but you know you, you go and you see like I don't know who goes there but it's just weird that they have this drive through coffee and it's normalized in Washington state now I yeah. think it came from Nevada even I don't see yeah. it in Vegas I don't see it at all <laughs> I only see it here so this is to me is like normal like yeah okay that's really really lame really cheesy you're going to um, completely push out any kind of females that want to feel safe yeah. at, at a store. It's it's gross. It's lame. It means you probably have um, really terrible products in there, but uh, sex sells. Yeah, it does. Hey, we got a little name restraint. That's right. Let me uh, find that little bad boy. Let's see. I don't even know. Wait, do we have it? Oh, there it is. Um, wait, oh, so that makes sense. This is a strip club. Club yeah. Castle is a strip club. They're going to transform their business into a topless cannabis dispensary, making for potential standouts in the multi-billion dollar. What happened to uh, restaurants? Remember <laughs> like, Twin Peaks and everything was kind of coming out? And But the Hooters is gone, dude. They're, Hooters oh. is not in Portland. Hooters is not yeah. in Washington. All I saw one in Mexico. Out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, so that's the machismo that, that's keeping that alive. Well, but, yeah, industry, we don't really have those... those those restaurants anymore so i think it's kind of a fad yeah restaurants i've never heard of go restaurants i mean i think i saw that on cnbc one time yeah i was like that's a great name but i think to your your point though you're right though this is gross because like i mean marijuana is not federally legal and so like the more and more we do novelty shit like this you know the other thing i don't like is the the lean that when they do the the syrup lean fucking uh for oh god rso yeah, the the syrup. Yeah, yeah, you want to emulate people to drink codeine? You yeah. are an absolute moron. Uh, no. It makes the people of Cannabumps look less stupid. Oh my god! The cocaine snorting thing is one of the stupidest products I've ever seen. Right next to that is syrup. Yes. Absolutely, no. totally. Two, just like ultimate, like, and, and you know what, what, what? What's more frustrating to me is they're successful, right? Like people are buying them. People, kid. Kids are being ignorant and, and picking it up. Stores are being ignorant and picking it up. So, all right, let's uh, let me do a little bumper here. All right, here we go. Ooh, that's a pretty one. So this is a OG strain, one that I've uh, smoked uh, as a kid. Well, like eighteen. I'm gonna type it in the chat in case you don't know what it is. Hmm. I love the orange hairs on it, and it looks it looks very '90s in its yes. green and brown hairs for sure. Um, you remember a time of just like uh, when you get good weed like that, and then they'd be like, "What is it?" And you're like, "Red hair," like that's what I call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Kind of, I could go with the Durban Poison um, if it was in the 2000s. Oh, it's Oscar week. That's a great, uh, that's your clue. Hear that. That's a uh, Tom giving the chime. Oh, boy. <laughs> pop culture. I lost immediately. I'm out. It's Oscar week, man. You know, Oscars. No, I don't at all. Where are the Oscars <laughs> held at? Um, LA. Oh, LA Kush. Oh, you're so close. You're so close. LA Confidential. There you go. See, we now we're playing it with uh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I speak for the people. There we go. So we got uh, LA Confidential. And uh, ooh, let me just throw this link into the chat. This is because we get, I guess, Tom has a code or something that uh, we get a little something. He gets a little something, whatever. But, anyways, get your seeds here. Uh, let me remove that bad boy. Usually, Tom does. Now I'm, I'm on a. Look at that. Pretty. It's weird how he gets pictures of nugs and like that's like on the cola still. So, yeah, I guess it hasn't been trimmed and. Uh, made better yet you know cured chad so how long does that take to grow because if if you're doing something like a blue dream in the northwest and you have an early uh uh rain that a 16 week blue dream is going to get rained on in october so when does this harvest like how long is this if we're going to do an outdoor 
we got the effects. We got what it smells like. Femin they're feminized too. So let's see, seeds that got okay. grow. You don't have to deal with any seeds. That's good. Yeah, eight ounces. So this is a really cool website. I, I are you going to be growing this year? I don't have my medical card, um, so no. But I really want to. Um, I haven't grown weeks. for several years, but six to eight weeks. Yeah. So that's uh, what two months. Dude, yeah. that's fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The average time is what uh, three months, though, right? Checking correctly. I like it. Like starting from seed. Yeah. Yeah. He says eight to nine weaker. That's even faster. Or no, about the same time. Neat. That's so neat when you come to like two growers, like I'll just pull one thing out and he's got his experience and like it's about yeah. the same time. That's where you can get like a guesstimate of what to expect. You know? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Let me see if I got any more stories to, to throw out to you guys. Uh, I might have covered it all. So I saw that uh, there's a, a, an article that says there's an openness to medical cannabis is fairly low. Um, a report from 2022 from the UK and Europe that um, interest interest in medical is low, and I wonder if they're just skipping over that and going, yeah, let's just go straight to adult use. I imagine so. I mean, to to some people, it's not medicine, right? But other people, it's more about like uh, a liberty issue or a, a rights issue, civil rights issue, you know, and that's what the, the marketing, I think that we have to keep pointing out more and more. It's, you know, yes, it is medicine, but it's also, you know, fundamentally uh, me being a lesser as a citizen, just because I smoke a consume a plant that hasn't killed anybody unless like a bell falls on them. Oh, you know, uh, I got this. Uh, have you seen this uh, documentary? It's called the scientists, uh, the web, uh, the YouTube channels, uh, foundation canna. Um, this one's they have it both in Spanish and English, Haven't but seen uh, it yet. this oh, it's a really good one. So it breaks down the uh, uh, Raphael Mecklum like his story and how he discovered uh, THC and everything, and it's free. So let me throw that in the chat awesome. too. Just T uh, by the way, uh, CBDH. Did you hear about that? That just came out a couple days ago. No. Something that's really good for pain. Did you guys report on that? No, not that I heard. I think it's no. CBDH is is uh, is what it's called. So you know, like THCA, you guys probably heard about that. THCV, probably heard about that. Yeah. Uh, CBDH apparently is really good for pain, so that'd be kind of cool. Um, okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's wild how they can break down the components of cannabinoids and then then further break that down. You know, yeah. like, but I think sometimes we're giving the the world too much information, right? Because mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Because they're like, then you get the ignorant guy who wants to keep this subject more. Because to me, it seems like prohibition is like a big red herring that everybody likes to keep alive because mm. then they can do other shit and be like, well, I'm trying. I'm right. trying, but you know, the rules and the process. Yeah. It's not going to stop people from, from moving forward. You know, you got people um, in New York that are in food trucks, they're making deliveries on scooters and bicycles. Oh, yeah. But in uh, in existing markets, though, it's it's reverting back. You got to crack down on illegal cannabis growers in Oregon, um, yeah. California. So there's a huge demand for uh, illegal cannabis in California, and they're claiming it's due to high taxes. I mean, maybe, or is it just like I mentioned before, like in Washington, where you just push the people out because it wasn't just the taxes, but it's everything else. It's the uh, the unrealistic expectations of of pricing and everything else where oh, God, it just yeah. doesn't make sense well especially for an agriculture product right because you if you invest all your money into a license the place the dirt the the lighting the circulation uh, everything and then you get mold or uh you know pests you know they, they eat your bud and then now you're just now you're gonna toss it or you're gonna try and find that bullshit mold to, to gold you know, route, but either way, mm -hmm. you're not going to get the same investment that you got back. You might break even if you're lucky, but, um, it encourages too much failure in my opinion, or mm -hmm. enables too much failure. Yeah. I would agree with that. Cause remember when it was Washington medical market where like you see them in the documentaries for California, right? There was not many Washington, uh, transactions film like the markets and the, uh, uh, the, uh, dispensaries or the the lounges because we were very good about keeping a secret you know mm -hmm. what i mean like california there's some documentation out there like steve d'angelo where they show people going to green harbor 
or Harborview and uh, with pounds and trying and selling it to the dispensary. And then, get, you know, that that was happening here. That was the, the, the law of the land where everybody had a chance to make some money if they wanted to. And you could buy clones at the, the same dispensary. Start over again. You know, Have you been to the new farmer's market that just popped up? No. Yeah, I, I just saw it on like Facebook or something uh, this week, maybe this last week. Um, Is somebody was talking. I don't know if it's in. I don't know if it's in the Tacoma area or if it's in, in the Seattle. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. I just saw mm-hmm. it. I don't even know if it's legit. But somebody was like, "Yeah, we're opening up a, a farmers market for medical." I was like, "Damn, it's time to re up my medical card because <laughs> after that that cannabis cup." I was like, I'm, I'm done, dude. This is all tourist weed. I'm out. Yeah. High five farms, like props to you guys. Um, $60 uh, retail and with 30% off, like, you know, it's, you it's, know, it's super affordable. I think the best value in all of Washington, outdoor, organic, pesticide free, high five farms, mad props. I think, you know, you're, you're right as far as the quality and, and really as a consumer, I know I've been getting less as far as when it was medical, but um there's only not one market that i because they got raided too recently like six months ago or whatever uh, vincent's compassion and i think they reopened up the same place because it's all about the land right like the person who owns that land doesn't care they let you uh you know turn it into a, a market but as long as they see their rent they don't care what you do there but uh, uh i uh uh I, I really have been considering about getting medical again and trying to look in those ways because it was more cost efficient for quality. You know, it was, uh, uh, as an asthmatic, I, I mean, I'm I, like today I bought a $30 eighth or yesterday rather some Gary Payton and it's okay. A little harsh in the back, but you know, that same $30 could have got me like a quarter of good, good weed in the medical days. So, yeah, no, I feel it, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the comments. It's it's funny because a lot of these indoor um, that we tested, the light depth, the, the purple that looked really good, the dark purple crystals, oh, like, yeah. trichomes on there were just like, you need the sunglasses, whatever. And then you hit it and it's like hitting an ashtray. It was so yes. harsh. It was so bad. It was so nasty. I felt like there was a direct inverse relationship to how bad it smoked and how good it looked. So... <laughs> Yeah, you guys are saying indoor is the best. Like, it's all personal preference. Like, each yeah. to their own. All I'm saying is there's value. I'm not talking about what's the best. I'm talking about what's the like. Yeah, I've spent three, four hundred dollars for indoor, and it's fire. But and can I smoke that every week? No. Why? Yeah. Because I'm cheap. I'm, I'm frugal. So I'm trying to find the best value here. And for me, it's High Five Farms. And and really, we do have good weed, but it's so freaking expensive. Freaking it's Mad Marks Farms. Like yeah, like right. You know. Uh, he was he was how the culture bar is another you know really good farm that i'm never gonna buy because yeah. I, I can't afford a fucking eighth every fucking day from you guys i'm sorry yeah. or or an ounce you know that i'm yeah. gonna re-up once a week <laughs> it's it's yeah. uh it's unfortunate because that's how it used to be that's what i missed about the medical shit because you walk in and you weren't limited to remember back in the day you buy an ounce that's all you get or you smoke a quarter pound you know like this is all I'm going to buy a quarter pound of this weed and it's the only option I have because that's what that guy had. And now I walked into the dispensaries back in medical days. I mean, can I get a gram of that, a gram of that and a gram of that? Cause I'm trying to find the one that I like. I'm trying to understand what tastes good. What, what just my experience, right? Like that's all we're trying to, everyone's different when their experience comes to cannabis uh, because it's illegal period. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to when it's not illegal because I think a lot of these people will finally realize what's good when you have a cannabis cup that's national and someone from California goes to Oklahoma and goes, all of your stuff is trash. Get the fuck out of here already. You can't even play the game. Go home. Like, no offense, but I bet you there's one person in Oklahoma that could even compete and they're they're not going to win against somebody from the Emerald Triangle. Just not going to happen. So yeah. once we get to that level and there's an, a, an international com- competition or, or a U.S. cup, then everyone's in their own bubble thinking that, oh, my genetics are fire and my system and my way and whatever. It's like, nah, everyone in Washington is trash. Every there's, you know, TJ's organics is actual like fire and Oregon. Some of the best in the entire world that, that I've smoked consistently yeah. fire from TJ's organics in Oregon. Nice. They could compete on an international level. 
most people can't, even though like ego will tell them, yes, my shit oh, yeah. is the best. Ah. You're like, no, you can't compete. Uh, you just haven't been out of your own snow globe long enough to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the uh, the running joke, though? You ask a grower who, what's the best, who who's the best, and they're going to say theirs, right? Like, there's, you know, it's my Every recipe. time in medical, people come in and like, my stuff's the best. And it was always funny to watch somebody uh like jerry mead who worked at a at a medical shop he'd open up a, a jar put it on the front wait for it to waft and then eventually the person trying to sell their swag would be like what is that stuff and you're like that's fire and it's way less than the shit you're smelling get the fuck out of here <laughs> i mean the, the, it's hard to like and again the quality that that existed back then it's so much it's like trying to exp explain air you know it was just so good it was so pure and, and that's what you get from good pure cannabis. You get this um, non-harshness, you know, it is oxygen. And, you know, a lot of people when, you know, like on, on the internet, you see people like commenting about like uh, uh, what's good or bad. And you're like, you just don't have a clue, you know, because I'm pretty sure you don't have the same access unless you're in these legal states, right? Because then you can have a variety and choices. But I see a lot of people, I just don't think have a clue of what really good weed is, period. Yeah. but uh hey man we kept it live for an hour i'm sorry man go ahead nothing <laughs> what you got going on hey you know what before we go though i think people because like you do beyond cannabis because i like i said i've known you about you in the medical days you had that uh, seattle uh, super chronics brand for a while and then uh, uh you know you've always been like a middleman for cannabis but also like right behind you is the toro alerts because you're into like investments and you're another money guy like Tom is, you know, yeah. uh, or Toro alerts. Are you using that for your, uh, for cannabis uh, stocks as well? Yeah. Yeah. I was managing a $650 million fund for capital one. And then a friend of mine was dying of multiple sclerosis. So I was growing for him at, in my mm. basement and I had fully automated system. It alerted me when the time and water humidity, um everything like i dropped five over five grand on this system and it t would tell me everything at every minute it was it was awesome damn um and so that's how i got into the cannabis industry is like i'm going to make a fully automated system so i grabbed some guys from amazon to do that but then they got recruited to time magazine and brought time digital from zero to like a billion users in their first year and then um, I became like a consultant in the cannabis industry. And I'm talking to a group of investors about cannabis as an alternative investment. And this hedge fund owner came up to me and said, oh, would you be interested in putting a cannabis portfolio together? We've got a hedge fund that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to do automated algorithmic trading. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude, but that sounds <laughs> rad. Let's do this. And so we threw a cannabis portfolio together and it got like 93%. So essentially it doubled your money in that, in that one year. And then we threw the algorithm together on cryptocurrency and then stock options and then all these mm. individual. So we're helping the cannabis Alliance too. We're going to put together a portfolio for them, kind of reverse engineering this uh, exchange traded fund or ETF called uh, ARK. A-A-R-K okay. is the ticker symbol. Kathy Wood is, she's a famous um portfolio manager and she's manages sure. the arc fund and so we're reverse engineering that to get better trades using ai and ml to do that automatically are you is it available on like the google store and apple store then google, uh, toro alerts yeah the app the app is free to download and use uh toro alerts um they have to have two separate apps for regulations on crypto but yeah ios or android you can download toro alerts and uh, it'll alert you when to buy and when to sell stocks and crypto for that one that you created the, the account, how well did it do when you were monitoring it? Uh, the, the crypto, the cannabis, I mean? Yeah, the cannabis one. The cannabis was 93% uh, in 2020. And then 2021, we realized uh, that it doesn't move very well. Like it only moves with the news. Okay. Right? So yeah. We were like, okay, let's, let's add some more stuff so that it actually like we'll do something. So we added um, like ESG, you know, environmental social governance and SRI, which is social responsible investing. So hmm. like good feeling, like good feeling companies. Yeah. Yeah. We added that and it got 147% in uh, 2021. Okay. It ended up doing really well. Um, do you, uh, again, it's all automated, uh, which help, helps because crypto moves in the European market. So when we're sleeping, hmm. that's when all that activity happens. So you'll wake up, be like, I lost 30 percent or I gained 60 percent or whatever. <laughs> but you're sleeping most of the time, which is perfect for an algorithm. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the nice part about it.
what do you uh what do you i mean now it's not weed related but the the whole banking thing that just happened with the the two that uh got turned over we've, we've had crazy stuff yeah the sbf the sam bankman yeah. freed stuff with um with his crypto thing like that bank is from here and we know somebody who worked at that bank she Damn. she just started working for moonstone bank that got kind of bought by xtf uh or ftx ftx yeah um, oh my god that was that was one thing with the crypto that was local here but yeah. then what's what's crazy is um that silicon valley bank uh svb was like highly rated and it's weird that there's a collapse i worked for a bank called washington first international bank and it got taken over by the fdic mm. and the writing was on the wall it was it was a nightmare i stayed 90 days and i was out i was like peace i'm not harry potter i don't have a wand i'm not magic bye bye yeah. Because well, you mentioned um, the, uh, the 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 warm fuzzy investment stuff, and uh, people were yeah. kind of blaming that the S the SBV bank is one of those people that are supposed to be like the green investors or whatever. But I I, I uh, you know I just think so. A lot of this time is just bad planning, right? Bad business, you know. You, risky. They're the ones yeah. who put all the money into Silicon Valley startups. So yeah. that's going to be. I don't know if it's a Lehman Brothers like 2008 financial collapse moment where like that was the the camel that broke or the straw that broke the camel's back, whatever the saying yeah. is. Um, but SVB, this Silicon Valley Bank collapse uh, put into receivership by the FDIC could be a moment where all of these people's money, average bank balance, five million FDIC insurance, 250,000 people lost yeah. a lot of money. And they were all investors in startups. Now you have nobody investing in startups because the main bank just failed. What's the downward pressure on that? All of these startups may have had their money in those banks. Now all of these startups fail. And what if those startups provide technology to bigger banks now those are, are bigger companies? Yeah. You, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be interesting. Do you think this will somehow trickle down to cannabis investments, right? For all the startups that we have in cannabis and all the, you know, because cannabis was considered like the other green yeah. tech yes. you know where you know yes yeah because we haven't had a collapse in a long time right yeah. and so there's altruistic individuals in the cannabis space who aren't paying themselves so when we have this recession and when the uh, economy you know completely collapses that's going to be the moment where a lot of these people say okay i can't do this anymore i got to go get a real job you know i got to get a job that pays me because yeah. i have to pay myself in five or ten years or whatever it'll be a huge moment where there's either people come together as a co-op or they collapse. Now they can't file bankruptcy uh, in the same way, but this will be a moment where there's either opportunities to, to be bought out at distressed rates or you collapse or you come together and merge a traditional merger or co-op. I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see how this affects cannabis and how people react to it, at least the the industry, industry side of things. Cause, but mm -hmm. Cannabis has always been, at least the, the industry that is existence right now, has always been huddled up and been separate. It's been a, the redheaded stepchild of money, right? Like it's, you know, it gets abused and not abused or, you know, but left alone, you know, whether this collapse affects that. I mean, I think it's more about the investors that are going to be thinking, well, I just thought I'd be risky in tech. Do I really want to be risky in weed now? I mean, but it, it really isn't risky in weed, you know, as, as far as, you know, in tech, you're trying to create a new thing, you know? Weed, yeah. weed. It's interesting too. People are using it as an opportunity. So I don't know if you guys saw that there's like $500 million in back taxes owed by North American cannabis companies no. uh, in Canada and the US. They all owe tons of money. But I've spoken to publicly traded companies before and they basically told me it's cheap cost of capital. It's a cheap loan. Your credit card is way higher than 6%. And that's what the Ooh. IRS is charging is only 6%. Ooh. So why why would you pay your taxes? You don't, I would wow. not, I, I'm telling you right now, this isn't advice. I'm no lawyer or accountant, but I wouldn't pay my taxes. I'd use that money for something else and take a 6% loan. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's just crazy, man. Uh, it, it's interesting, man. That was, that was a great little like uh, deep dive though. It was, it was very... Uh... Well, we'll see though, right? I mean, all this shit is just pending and we're going to hang out and see how the world changes. But, uh, you know, until then, it'll be the same as next week. Do you have anything going on you want to drop to everybody or anything? Nah, no, that was it, man. I had a good right time. On. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining us and uh, I appreciate you guys for joining us. And until uh, next week or maybe this week, I'm working on another video, a little write up for uh, just to see what we, 
some shit on the back end of what I've been doing. So uh, till then, take care and thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal. Peace.